Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters Media Group, and you can visit us for all your branding and publishing needs at WealthySistersMedia.com. Our purpose is twofold. First, we love to inspire and provide you with encouragement. And second, we want to make sure that we edify, promote, and acknowledge and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, your host, broadcasting live on the Worldwide Blog Talk Network. And, you know, this is a commemorative episode of Wealthy Sisters as we celebrate on this January 21st, 2013, the inauguration of our nation's 44th president, President Barack H. Obama. As at this very moment right now, he's giving his acceptance speech. Oh, this is a beautiful day. And we also now are honoring the late and great Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. There are so many that we owe and we must pay homage to today, the unknown, the forgotten, to all of those who have sacrificed, their family sacrificed, for us to have a more perfect union, those who fought against injustices and those who set to change, what we want to say today to you is thank you, thank you, thank you. Words truly cannot express the depth of our gratitude for your unrelenting fortitude and your unselfish acts, your unyielding faith and belief in all of our future. Today's episode is a pre-recorded interview that I am so excited about, and I'm thrilled and of having the privilege to have a conversation with the late, great Reverend Hosea Williams, a warrior in the civil rights, his daughter, actress and activist, Elizabeth Omalami. Among her many accolades, nationally and internationally, Mrs. Omalami is an award-winning actress whose career resonates with over 60 film and television and stage productions. She's been in so many films such as Glory Road, Madea's Family Union, The List, The Blind Side, Ray, just to name a few. She's also the CEO of the Hosea Feed the Hungry and Homeless, which this year they're celebrating their 43rd year, an organization started by her parents, Reverend Hosea and Mrs. Williams. It is a Christian international aid organization, and they have distributed more than $3 billion in food, clothing, medical, educational, toiletries, furniture, and cleaning supplies to more than 16 counties in Georgia, as well as other states and internationally with their school in the Philippines, the Ivory Coast, and Uganda, just to name a few of what they're doing. Today, it is a privilege to present to you today none other than Mrs. Elizabeth 
Omalami. We're going to take the recording now, play the recording now, and it is, a, 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 as we say, a raw, unedited interview. It is awesome. Stay tuned. Well, as we promised you today for our special, special Martin Luther King celebration on January 21st, we have none other than Miss Elizabeth Omalami on the line. I want to say welcome, Miss Elizabeth Omalami, to Wealthy Sisters. Thank you. Thank it's, you so much. Yes, it's such a pleasure having you and. We want to say first, thank you so much for sharing your parents. In particular, you know, your dad, Reverend Hosea Williams, with us. You know, we we are forever indebted to you for the sacrifices he made and as a, a, a family man as well on all of our behalf. So thank you so much for that. Well, that's interesting that you, you put it that way. I, 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 I want to first say thank you for acknowledging uh, him and all the uh, he kind of represents a lot of the foot soldiers of the civil rights movement, people who gave their lives, um, who won't be remembered, you know, whose names we don't know. And it was sharing. It was it was a giving away, really, of 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 a of a relationship that you you have with your father. Uh, because he was um, always gone, always out there, and I tried my best to be uh, with him and 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 on his coattails since uh, since he uh, was not at home. Uh, it was growing up, um, growing up, sort of as if every day was a battle. Yes. You know, as if you was like the daughter of the general, and every day there was a war, and 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 you had to get up and go out into the war. Uh, after a certain point in my life, um, so so he was surrounded by hundreds of people uh, uh, who were a part of a movement that changed this country. And uh, he was just one of of, of many, but uh, he was my dad, and there were seven of us children. Uh, so we all had to still try to get get a little peace while the, these other hundred people on the other side of the door <laughs> were wanting their peace. So uh, you know, it was it was just the way it was. But I, you know. Growing up, didn't realize that everybody wasn't living like that. I thought that was everybody. Right, 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 right. It's amazing how what our own our we create our own normal. Right. Yeah, all kinds of things going, meetings going on in their house, and uh, everybody was doing that. But uh, once I went got to high school, I found out that no, that was not the case, and that I had a very unique. Uh, upbringing. Mhm. Yeah, I. I mean, I know he was really. I would say the the poetic. <laughs> he 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 could really come up with some sayings. And I remember one interview. He. I can't remember who it was. It might have been. I don't even remember. But I remember him saying, "We uh-huh. got to lead the. We got to lead the sweets and get to the streets." You know, and that just yes. stuck with me. Yes. You know, it's yes. it's it's, it's what his mantra was. 
<laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, because they, he kept looking for that area of the system that was mm-hmm. going to make black people free, as he called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was it going to be the church, what, the religious institutions, or was it going to be the the business institutions, edu- the, 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 the educational institutions, was it going to be the political uh, institutions where, you know, you just, just everybody just runs to office and and then we'll be able to pass laws and then we'll be we'll be able to get uh, our rights, you know, in in terms of housing and and uh, jobs and education and and, and workers' rights and 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 transportation rights and 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 employment uh, rights and all of this. And as he he ran for elected office, so he became a city councilman, and then he that he became a DeKalb County commissioner, and and then he was in the state legislature for 18 years. And, and I think he found out that politics in and of itself is is pretty much intrinsically um, it's corrupt. Yes. It's corrupt in the sense that you have to say what the voters want you to say regardless of your own personal truth to get the votes. And then when you get elected, you have to say what your peers want you to say, regardless of your own convictions, in order to get them to sign off on your bills and your legislation, and and, and you have to sign off on theirs, and you have to look and you're seeing things that that, that hurt you, mm-hmm. especially someone like my dad who loved people so much and the poor and and um the the in disenfranchised and those who had no voice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what he saw when he went into politics was uh was not was that that was not the place. So that's when he came up with that phrase, I'm gonna leave the suite and go back to the streets, go back to where the people are, go back mm-hmm. to uh, and that's when Jose Feed the Hungry was was became his main um, operation, his main mm-hmm. focus. Yeah. And you guys are celebrating. You have now, and I know they are just so proud of you in their spirits. I'm sure you can sense that. You're celebrating 43 years now of uh, the 43, and that's consecutive years of the Hosea Feed the Hungrist. Can you tell us the a little bit about the 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 history of it and how he actually started it? Oh sure, yeah, that that um 43 years is um I I uh was thinking about that the other day and what a phenomenon it was yeah. and how many organizations there could be around that could say that yeah. we had been around, you know, for 43 years. But yeah. uh, a- actually, Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, who we celebrate this weekend, was instrumental in bringing my father from Savannah, Georgia, where we were living, to Atlanta. 
Okay. Because we were, we, I was born in Savannah, and we were working in voter registration and uh, employment rights down there, and uh, in uh, integration of uh, public facilities. And he was rather. I won't say we because I I was just <laughs> trying to keep up with him really. Um, <laughs> and um, when he was the what he was the one that people uh, uh, the leader of that Chatham County area. And Dr. King began so he began to get the ear of Dr. King. And uh, Dr. King said that he was the man that was ultimately most responsible for integration in that southeast region. And so he hired him and brought him to Atlanta to run his field operations, which Mm. meant that throughout the country he was the one that was responsible for going into these smaller towns before any kind of movement was birthed and teaching people, preaching to the people, educating them to the point where they could believe that they could change things. And then strategically and tactically having marches and boycotts and sit-ins and so forth to change things. So that was his job. Uh, And he had a staff for that. And so um, we were... uh, very just just very traveled a lot. That's why he was never home because he was always in Mississippi, Greenwood, Mississippi, or Alabama. His staff would get beat. They would go in and they would mock, they would preach, and they would teach. And the people would come to the churches that would let them in. That would let these they call them outside agitators. Mm-hmm. Uh, that led them in, and then when they would march and get beat, well, their blood would get shed. I mean, his, my dad and his staff had to be these young boys today talk about gangsters. They don't know what a gangster yeah. is. Yeah, because you know, how, how old gangsters. was he? How old was he? I'm sorry it, to interrupt you, Miss. About in his twenties. Yes, isn't that incredible? Isn't yeah, that incredible? They were in their twenties. In their twenties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, after that, then the press would pick that up, uh, mm-hmm. and it, then Dr. King would send in smooth talkers like Andy Young and people to say, "Look, you know, we want to negotiate uh, whatever the issue was." Mm-hmm. Uh, and if well, if you don't negotiate, we're going to leave Jose and his boys down here to tap this thing. <laughs> <laughs> That was an awesome strategy. <laughs> yeah, he was the threat. Yeah. Uh, and, and being that, you become the sacrificial lamb throughout yeah. because mm-hmm. you're the one that gets the first, you're the first responder. You're mm-hmm. on the ground zero. Mm-hmm. You get it first. Mm-hmm. So that lasted for um, quite some time. But when Dr. King was assassinated in 68, um, everything, of course, changed. changed and yeah. uh, many of these civil rights leaders, and we lost one named R.B. Cotton Reader mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, are suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome. Mm. They are still psychologically and uh, emotionally scarred. 
from what they went through when Dr. King was killed mm. uh, because it was it was like um, what was left when he died, it was so much undone. Mm-hmm. There was so much still to be done. And then leadership had to be, to try to fill some shoes like that was <laughs> difficult, to say the least. Yes. Leadership had to be chosen. So my my father was walking down the street there at Auburn Avenue one day, and you you know Auburn Avenue. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was what the Auburn Avenue used to be. You know, before one of the richest had, streets in the country is they had That's the right. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. And uh, he saw a man eating out of a trash can, and going through the just garbage can looking for food and mm-hmm. and uh, he said man you want me you want me to buy you buy you a sandwich or say could you just give me some money he said no I'll take you in here let me take you in here and buy you a sandwich so, so we can talk a little bit so we went in the Yassin's yes. fish market I miss Yassin's <laughs> yes still yeah. there across yeah. the street from um, the Wheat Street Baptist Church yeah. and he, he bought him a sandwich, and, and the man was so hungry that he ate through the wax paper. He ate wow. the paper and the sandwich and the bread. And to mm-hmm. see this kind of hunger in America mm-hmm. uh, where we have so much to be thankful for was just shocking to my dad. I guess he was also looking for his cause. You know, Dr. Mm-hmm. What what... What do I do now? How do I continue my life? Um, who, who, where, where is my leader now? And mm-hmm. at the bottom line of it all, we're all leaders. We all have our goals and our objectives that that point toward this word we call freedom. Mm-hmm. And um, he 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 went right across the street that same day. In 1972, uh, the church, uh, We Street, and started feeding 100 men on Sunday. Yes. Yeah, and my mom would make the soup and cornbread, and we had volunteers that would come. And eventually he began to realize how complicated homelessness is because once you serve the plate, then what? Right. You you don't want to leave them there on the street, you know? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then many of them have medical issues. Mm-hmm. Many have, uh, just like anybody else, have, have uh, of course, uh, uh, mental issues. Uh, mm-hmm. um, they need clothing. Mm-hmm. They need uh, 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 toothpaste, two simple things, toothbrush. Uh, mm-hmm. They need a hot shower. They need uh, housing. And so he started adding uh, into that Sunday event all these different auxiliary activities. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did that for on, on uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, we made sure he did them on all the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas especially. As he began to build his political career, he, uh, uh, he was in the state legislature. Uh, he was a city council person. He was a DeKalb County commissioner. My mother was as well. And, but this this 
feeding the hungry and taking care of the, the least of these became a part of his mantra and, and his his paradigm. And mm-hmm. So that's how it all got started. And unfortunately, in America, we thought the numbers would decrease. Wow. We wow. thought that, okay, it's 100, maybe 200. You know, we thought these numbers were going to decrease. But what happened, the rich got richer. Mm. The poor got poorer. And the numbers increased exponentially across the country of homeless, of those that are living from paycheck to paycheck, just about to be homeless, but for the grace of God, it would be me out there in the street line, you know. Um, And so as the years passed, the dinners, these events got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point where they were serving 20,000 people. because uh, you moved uh, from Wheat Street down to the World Congress yes. Center there. Yes. Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I need to get you to help me write the history. You know yes. you know you know <laughs> what happened. Absolutely. Yeah. And um we went to the we went to the World Congress Center, then we went to Turner Field. Yes. Where the Braves play. Mm-hmm. Uh and now we're back at Turner Field. We're back at the Georgia World Congress Center. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Arthur Blank, who paid for the space for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and Delta Airlines, who uh, paid for the space for MLK Day, we will be serving um, some 10,000 people there and sending home delivery of meals to about 5,000 homes. Uh, on that day because not only at these events, we call them dinners, but they're far from dinners because right. the auxiliary activities also take place. Like the hair and grooming and clothing and and, and, and things of that nature. Yes, mm-hmm. all that takes place. So you have mm-hmm. your, your uh, uh, we also have a kid's corner. Mm-hmm. You have, and, 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 and if anybody's listening in the Atlanta area, we are desperately in need of buses okay. still to pick people up on Monday. Um, they can reach out to us at uh, the number 4, Hosea, H-O-S-E-A dot O-R-G, uh, at that website to communicate with us and, 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 uh, to get our contact information, mm-hmm. but what uh, we we will have a medical clinic sponsored by the Morehouse School of Medicine. Wow! With doctors and nurses, and and that's a big big operation they bring. We will have clothing, of course, distributed. We will have hairstylists and barbers, and uh, we have hot showers so that. People can take hot showers and then put on new clothes, and then they go get their hair done. And and then we have dental screenings, and at the medical clinic they check for HIV, blood pressure, diabetes, chiropractic, uh, podiatrists, a Mm. lot of foot washing and wound treatment. So the idea is that you could walk in one door, and at the end of the day you can walk out a new person if you want to. Wow. Because wow. we have we have the Department of Labor is gonna be there doing job readiness workshops and 
uh, Legal Aid with Alan Begner will be there. Okay. And pre- the prayer and counseling room is open. The church, the altar is open. Wow. Uh, the, 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 the relationship with Christ, and we are a faith-based organization, although we have volunteers from every religion, you know, we 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 have Buddhist, Jewish volunteers. We have Islamic volunteers. We are a Christian organization, but we can all come together around the issue of hungry children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hungry children cannot learn. So um, all of this takes place, and then every day, Jose feed the hungry and homeless is open. Uh, to the public to come to our facility at 1035 Donnelly Avenue there in Atlanta, Georgia, and receive services, some of the same services that take place at the holiday dinner events take place every day. Every day. That's incredible. That's incredible. Every day. Except for Sunday. And some Sundays we have special events. So now what Hosea Williams sowed as a seed for that happened two times a year when he passed away in 2000, he and his my, his wife, my mother, went to glory in 2000, both of them in the same year. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's a year-round human services organization and one of the only one of its kind in the southeast especially run by african americans most yes. of our yeah most of our human services organizations that take care of our communities are not run by us mhm mhm you know well i want i want to take this opportunity because we are a, a global radio show we have people listening and tuning in all over the world literally and yes. they're downloading the show and this show will remain on the internet so we want them right now to know that they can donate to you yes. uh 5 dollars right by uh yes. texting Five the number 4 yes. uh-huh so by texting the number 4 to feed 4 the number 4 feed to 20222 or if they want to donate ten dollars, they can text the num- they can text the number four Hosea two zero two two two. So we're going to continue to promote that as well. That uh, yes, is absolutely yes. incredible on what you're doing. I'm glad we have that that mobile app uh, because that when you text HSTH to that number two zero two two two, you can feed four people. Wow! Because we buy wholesale. Wow. So you can take your five, ten dollars and, and feed a family a meal that would yes. not eat at all because many of these children don't eat from they have free lunch, right? Yes. At school. At school. But what happens at home? Right. So they don't mm-hmm. eat from free lunch on Friday to free lunch on Monday. Mhm. 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 And they never eat dinner. And so, you know, this is this is America, and it, and and uh, CNN just did a special on um, the increase in the number of Americans that are showing up at food pantries. Mm-hmm. And so, we desperately need donations to continue this work 
and to continue uh, uh, what will happen in the future. Right, right. Uh, you know, that that I don't see this changing for the better in the near future. I see the numbers increasing. I see organizations like ours, Jose Feed the Hungry and Homeless, needed desperately in every city in this country. And, and uh, we also have international missions. Mm-hmm. We do international missions work in Haiti, in the Philippines, in Uganda. Um, we have a school in the Philippines that, that we've been going to the Philippines for nine years. Yeah. And it, it's, it's all centered around education there. And in Haiti, it's centered around medical missions. But uh, we will grow as much as God gives us the funds to, to be able. Because, see, if we stop, there will be chaos in the streets of America. Because there are the rich, rich, that 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 10% that have 80% of the money, mm. and then everybody else has what's left mm. in America mm. in here. And so we, um, and I don't know if those are, those are the exact percentages, but that gives you an, an idea. It's close enough, yes. We get the picture yeah, of what yeah. you're saying. You're right. The problem it's, it's is you're feeding over 10,000 people on Monday that need that's a problem just 10,000 you know 5,000 yeah. that's that's yeah. that's a problem yes it's a major problem so we um you know we're just we're we are there's the invisible america there's mm-hmm. the america that nobody sees mm-hmm. that walk the streets um every day looking for work unemployment is right around 10 11% they say 9% on TV, but we know it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, if you've been unemployed for a year or more, by the time you try to go back and you've been trying to get a job, the software changes so quickly. Right. The processes change. Right. Uh, machines are doing the job you used to do. Right. And you're biking out. Yeah. yeah, outsourced to mm-hmm. some other place, mm-hmm. you know, and so unemployment is a serious problem. And if people can't work, how are they supposed to survive? Mhm, 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 mhm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, the first thing that gets cut in Washington is food stamps, mm. or um, TANF, or. Um, Health insurance for children. Mm-hmm. Uh, these social services programs get cut first. Mm-hmm. So you know what they say, what kind of budget crisis they say they're in in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we must come together as a community in the cities across this country. We have to do it. We right. can't wait right. for Washington to do it. We right. have to go supermarket and say, look, I shop here every week, and my neighbors do too. Now, I know you got some dented cans back there. I know you got give away some, so much money. We want to start a food bank in our city, in our neighborhood, so we can feed people. 
we have to do it because there isn't any any backup. You know, like I, I when I was an actress, they used to use the word understudy. Right. You know, there's no understudy for us. Right. So right. we we do it. We do it, and we love to do it. We love doing it. It's the greatest way to spend your life in the world. It's just it's just great because. You know, we we're finding a lot of mothers living in cars with their children. Yes, because that's the new face of poverty: women and children now. Yes. Mhm. So wow. it's nothing greater than having her come to our office, and we're asking her where she lives. She says, "Well, I'm living in my car." Mm. And for us to be able to make some calls and and, and get her a place to live. First of all, and then the the children are like, oh, we're going to be able to take a shower tonight. We're going to be able to sleep, even though we don't have mattresses. We sleep on the floor. We sleep on a rug. We're going to sleep inside. I mean, and to get them food and then our case managers work with them to to start stabilizing that family. It's mm-hmm. great work, but it's very hard to do. It's very hard. Because the money, the money doesn't come. Well, I want to remind everybody that's listening again, if you're listening and you, you know you want to support this organization, I mean, 43-plus years, they're proven, they're documented, they're not just talking about it, they are about it, and they're doing it. You can text right now. We want you to pull out your phones and text right now the number four. Feed to two zero two 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 two. That's for five dollars. If you want to do ten dollars, you can do the number four Hosea at two zero two two two. Definitely, we want you to do that because this is needed. This is needed. Now, Mrs. Omalami, you talked about the understudy that we don't have. Is there some type of way that any of our listeners, maybe that are tuned in and they have this urge and they want to be able to develop? something they're currently doing in their city or perhaps start something on a, a smaller basis? Do you all provide any training or any assistance? Is, is there something in place for that yet? Yes, absolutely. We're constantly talking with people in other cities mm-hmm. uh, who want to do this, and uh, they should go to the website, the number 4, H-O-S-E-A, dot o r g and send us an email or send us a letter telling us as much as you can about who you are okay. and um go ahead and 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 start getting your group of people together who're gonna be volunteering you're right. all gonna be volunteers at first but uh so 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 were we um and uh then we'll send you back a uh, manual that will just talk with you a little bit, ask you some questions about um, your uh, what supermarkets are in your area, um, what is the demographics in your area. Every city uh, and every state, and I don't know, some city states don't have counties, but we have counties, right. has from the federal government for rent assistance and utility assistance. So okay. if you are 501c3, or you may have to start by getting your 501c3, 
you can apply for the funds to give out money to people who are on the verge of homelessness uh, because of some crises, and you can pay help them pay their rent to get caught up mm-hmm. if they're working, and then they can go on and keep going from there. Okay, okay, that's uh, good. We do a lot of that. That's good no. Uh, senior citizens' lights are cut off, or, mm-hmm. or um, there's money for that too. Mm-hmm. So you can go to your city councilman. Your you you elected these people. That's they right. work for you. That's right. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They work for you, so you need to ask them, and mm-hmm. that we want to start doing rent assistance and utility assistance in our city. Help us. Mm-hmm. Uh, find out how to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I tell so, you, this is this is just this is so powerful. This information that you're sharing with us today, and you know, you you you've said so much uh, about what we need to do. Is is there a call to action that you will have for our listeners? I would say. I would say there is nobody else that's going to come along Mm. on the horse Mm. to save the princess. Mm. It's you. There is nobody coming. If you are waiting for someone to come, I'm here to tell you that you are the person. There is nobody coming. So you... You have resources more than you know. You have everything you need to do the kind of work that we are doing. You don't have to have a Ph.D. I don't have a Ph.D. I don't have a master's degree. All you have to have is a calling from God on your life to want to help somebody. And there are other people out there that in your city, join up with them. Go and be that change that you want to make happen, as they say. But don't wait because the times are passing and people are hurting and children are hungry. So even if you just do this, if your child goes to school, send two extra sandwiches. Yes. Your child wow. clearly knows Who's which hungry. children are hungry at lunchtime. Yes. That is huge. Just something as small as that. Send two. Yes. 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 They know. They are sitting there. They can tell you which children never have lunch mm-hmm. or which children always have to eat the school lunch or which children never have snacks. Mm. And your child has a nice little snack bag with raisins and fruit roll-ups and uh, cashews and stuff. Send two or three of those Mm -hmm. and let your child pass that out to the children that don't have snacks. Mm -hmm. So there's there's nothing too little that you can do that won't make a difference because a, a smile on the face of a child is worth a million dollars. Yes. Mm. Yes it is. So we can yeah. all do something and and just ride around all the time. Make sure you have in your car blankets and, and hats and coats and socks and gloves. 
And then when you're riding home from work and you see the homeless people in the streets, give them the blankets and the hats and the socks. And, and you know, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can do that. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. We can all do something. Mm-hmm. We can all make a difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow, and you certainly are. You certainly are. You you, you mentioned that uh, you were an actress. Are you retired now? Or, I mean, because well, yeah. what, what your life, you don't I have to be like doing it. I this. might as well be. <laughs> You've I had such well an accomplished be. career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes, and then I know you and Mr. Uh, Asimo Omalami, you all, he's he was just uh, nominated, huh, for the yes. NAACP uh, Image Award? Yes, wow. yes, absolutely. You know, I'm I'm able to do a few things. I think the last thing I did was um, marry me last year with Lucy uh-huh. Lou, uh uh-huh. on Lifetime. And uh, he also did Steel Magnolias on yes. Lifetime. Yeah. And uh, we are going to be, um, if anybody is listening and you're a member of the NAACP, please go and vote for Afemo Omalami, yes. uh, who is uh, running, well, that's how they choose the Image Award, uh, the people that win. Yes. is that uh, we're asking people to vote for him. Uh, we were artists in the beginning, yes. in the 70s. And, but to us, it's all part of the same thing. It's not. It's all part of the same continuum yes. of our lives because sometimes we use the art to tell the story That's right. of the poor. That's so the imitation of life. Of right. Huh? As, yes. they, as they say, the imitation of life. Yes, right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I think all is work together. Mm-hmm. And what I think is interesting, and I'm sure you all have probably discussed this when I think of Dr. King's daughter and uh, Reverend Abernathy, you know, where I grew up there, West Hunter Dunsley, and yourself yes. all in that. That is isn't that incredible, all in the field of uh, acting there. It's, it's, Yes, Yolanda Key, before she fled, yes. bless her soul. She and I were in uh, the 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 uh, film together called My Funny Valentine. Yes, and yes. it was with Alfre Woodard and uh, Vanette McGee, and we played the mean uh, ch- church ushers <laughs> <laughs> together, and yes. uh, also she and I. We're in um, Selma, Lord Selma, together, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was Mm -hmm. ironically about the march that my father led across the Edmund Pettus Bridge on Bloody Sunday in 1964 or 65 with John Lewis. Yes. But it was called Selma, Lord Selma. And Yolanda King and I were in it together, and um, I miss her terribly. She was a wonderful actress, and she had a heart of gold. And, you know, being they're doing some kind of panel on the children of civil rights here in Atlanta, which I can't be at because my daughter is having a baby on February 1st. Oh! 
Wow, so congratulations. I'm going to be a new grandmother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'm, I said, mm, let's see, daughter having a baby, be on a panel. Daughter having a baby, be on a panel. <laughs> Which one do you choose? Yes, so, yes. Um, I will be with her in California. But, but what I want to say to the young people listening is, when you read these stories, and I'm so glad you brought up such a profound point, and I don't want to rush by it. Mm-hmm. You said how old were they. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I need these young people to know, Dr. King, they were 20. Yes. When they did this whole civil rights movement thing, they were 19. When they led the march across the, across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, John Lewis was 18 years old. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's your time. Mm-hmm. You have the Internet. You have the use of technology we never had. Yes, so yes. Do your research and, and learn about the strategies. And the, you want to do something about trafficking and you want to do something about um, uh, the the elderly, mis- abuse of the elderly in these seniors' homes or whatever your cause is. You can do that at your age, at 15 even, mm-hmm. because you have access to tools that we didn't have. You can talk to a 1,000 people at on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in mm-hmm. one night, mm-hmm. you have mm-hmm. uh, uh, shows like this one mm-hmm. to, to, to call in and talk. So these were not adults that were running this, these movements. These were children, what I call children, because I'm 61 and you're a child if you're 40. But um, <laughs> these these were young people, so I want to encourage the young people to know that they have the responsibility for their community. It's not just about you growing up and going to college and getting a degree and getting uh, a, a house a and car. a car. And, right. <laughs> you, once you do that, baby... You did that so you could help somebody else. Right, right. You didn't do that just so you could have a bunch of toys. Right. Wow. <laughs> you wow. know, wow. you did that. We're waiting for you. Wow. You're waiting for somebody. We're waiting for you. you. It's your time as well. So please, young people, um, organize yourselves and go ahead and make a difference in this world. Yes, indeed. Well, I tell you, it has been an honor. I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm just so full of gratitude for this opportunity, oh. Mrs. Omalami. Thank you so much again. Well, I'm for... so proud of you. I mean, <laughs> able to to have your own show and to be able to. I want to make sure I you get with Kisa and I get your uh, contact information. So we can put you on the newsletter list, and you can hear uh, every time we do something, you'll know. But using technology for the benefit of mankind is the greatest use of it. And and the fact that you've been able to do this to me is amazing. Yes, it is. Yes, ma'am. Well, thank you. And we definitely, we have uh, listed you all as one of our partners, and we're going to continue uh, continuously promote what you're doing there with the Hosea Feed the Hungry organization. And uh, we want to remind everybody again, they want to donate $5. You can text the number 4FEED, 
2022. And if you want to do $10, you can text the number 4HOSEA, H-O-S-E-A, to 20222. And also find find them on Facebook under Hosea Feed the Hungry. Follow them on Twitter at the number 4HOSEA so that you can keep in the loop, stay in the loop. Go to their website, number 4HOSEA.org, so that you can join their mailing list there as well. And Mrs. Omalami, thank you so much for your time, and may you all yes. have an awesome event uh, today, this Monday. Oh, thank you. And we thank you. appreciate you, and we continue to send you and cover you with the prayers and the light and peace as you continue to do the great work. And congratulations on your new grandbaby. And all the Thank best you. <laughs> to, to Mr. You. Omalami with his award there. <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless all you. Right. Thank you so much, madam. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye now. Well, this concludes our episode of Wealthy Sisters today, our special episode. Well, as we promised you, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you tune in. We have an exciting year ahead. Stay tuned. Once again, congratulations to our President Barack Obama on his inauguration day today. Everyone, as always, we wish you and yours the best of everything great. We'll see you next week, and make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter and iTunes at Wealthy Sisters. And you can visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. Have a great day.